hello, hello, and welcome to The Long Road Podcast. The journey goes ever on with The Long Road. This episode, soaking in salty water surrounded by Romans. After a couple of months away, join The Long Road back on the road as we enthuse about our upcoming American Wilderness Odyssey tour and the fabulous UK locales it is taking us to. Steve Bonham introduces a new song he's been working on about freedom. Kev Moore takes us back on his Camino travels. And the Bishop, that's me, I bring you up to speed on my baking antics. The Long Road Podcast is exploring the world of the troubadour, the adventurer, the vagabond. The world isn't beige, it isn't processed, it's authentic, it's rich, and it's real. If those are the sorts of sentiments that make your brain light up, then hop on board. We are embracing all of those things, we're celebrating all of that, and we'd love it if you joined us on the journey. Greetings, I am Chris the Bish Leiden, and thanks for joining us once again. Well, it has been a slightly longer break than any of us intended. We've accidentally had three and a half months away from the podcast. Uh, probably necessary, really, to get some other things on track and all that jazz, but we are back. Um, you'll hear about our main news in our three-way chat this episode, our American Wilderness Odyssey tour uh, in September and October in the UK, um, taking the, the 15 songs from our 2019 to 2021 album project, American Wilderness Odyssey, out on the road, uh, and a show weaving the songs and the stories um, together. Do join us if you can. All the dates and venues and ticket links are at the website, thelongroadband.net slash gigs. Uh, we are so looking forward to getting out there and gigging again. Do come and support us if you can. Don't forget, if you like what we do, consider buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash thelongroadband. So, in the um, in the impending nonsense chat between Steve, Kev and me, uh, you get to hear how we've taken some evolutionary steps backwards in terms of our ability to speak English coherently. Um, and if that wasn't the case in the previous series of the podcast, it certainly is now. So, do... Do enjoy that. Um, we give you a little insight into each of the cities or the, the towns that we're visiting on tour. So I'm going to hand over straight to me. the three of us, the long road, are together again for the first time in a little while. Break from the podcast over the summer to recharge our batteries, recharge our juices, work out what the hell is going on in the world again. Uh, but we're back together again for another of our three-way chat. And I think we've missed it, haven't we, chaps? Have we missed oh, it? yes, absolutely. absolutely. Silence at that point. Nothing. <laughs> Zoom cuts out at that point when I say, haven't we missed it? Yes, I suppose. Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> anyway, I best do my traditional intro because I want to see what languages you've learned over the summer. So, we, uh. we, I mean, we've all we've all been very, you know, um, chilled out, not doing anything, no, no, nothing going on. So, I presume we've all learned a new language. Uh, so, we've got oh, yeah. Steve at home in Derbyshire. Hello, Steve. What language have we got today? Uh, Gadzooks Carruthers. <laughs> Gadzooks Carruthers, indeed. Quite, quite agree with yeah, you. Yeah, that's, that's posh, posh. Posh, posh, the Norman English of Cheltenham. <laughs> it's been so long, we've forgotten how to speak. This is going to be a good episode, everybody. Who, who, is, this no, who is this Norman English character? <laughs> uh, Kev is at home in Spain. How are you, Kev? Yes. Uh, Tinariwan. 
<laughs> to know and wow, what does that mean? I'm, well, I'm it's, melting. It, it's not actually a language; it's the name of a, a, a band from Mali. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Why not? Uh, now, now, Kev is in Spain at home right now, and the, the heat is wild there right now. Apparently, it really is insane. Yeah, yeah. Dear listener, Chris and I are watching him dressed in butter brief loincloth, uh, <laughs> melting in his studio. <laughs> I mean, you, you might think he's kidding there, dear listeners, but he's not. <laughs> and after the show, there's going to be bids opening on who wants the footage from Zoom. So just <laughs> PM us with your bid and we'll see where we get to. <laughs> so here we are. We're, we're doing the podcast again after a little break. Um, and what the hell is going on with the long road? Well, the big news is we are going on tour around the UK. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. We're going to make yeah. some music. We're going to be in a room with people and we're going to be making music and it's going to be great. Um, so we're going to get ready for it, as, uh, listeners, as to where we're going. Listen out for your hometown. So we're going to Ashby de la Zouche, Manchester, or Salford, depending on your view of the world. We're going to Bracknell. We're going to London. Eastbourne, and then we're finishing in Bath at the end of October. So these are dates throughout September, October, um, starting in the middle of September in Ashby, uh, and then throughout September, October, finishing uh, at the end of October in Bath. If you go to the the website, thelongroadband.net/gigs, you can see all the dates and all the get all the ticket info. It's all on there. So do come and join us. Um, and uh, you know how you, how do you guys feel about the prospect of going out to make music? Well, pretty good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we're finishing off in Bath because we'll need one. <laughs> <laughs> and there we are. That's yeah. the podcast done. We don't need to record anymore. That's the funniest bit yeah. of it. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Steve, one of those communal football bus. I've been really good about it. We'll all, we'll all be sitting somewhere in salty water, surrounded by Romans. It'll be lovely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, very good. For, good, very good for uh, for the body and the mind. <laughs> it is one of my favourite. It is one of my favourite uh, uh, towns in the country. Actually. I really do like Bath. It's a beautiful place. The Chapel Arts Centre venue is also a fabulous venue. Um, so very, very yeah. much looking forward to, to going there. Was is there a very famous sort of like tea shop there or something? Uh, any bells? There probably is. Um, I feel like there's a tea shop that people literally like queue out round the street. Oh, to get oh yeah, you're about you're like the pump room. Well, I don't know. Could yeah, be. The, it, that, there's, yeah, there's a, there's a, a famous. T- there is a very famous tea tea room. Like, like yeah, yeah. outrageously ah, famous. Like people is, will yeah. like come from uh, all over okay. the world they to do. visit this. That's right. Tea I think room. A bit like a southern. Southern Sweaty Betty's, whatever it is, in Harrogate. What's the one in Harrogate? Um, you don't get uh, mixed up with Harrogate. Betty's. Betty's Tea Rooms. Betty's. Betty's Tea Rooms. I can't vouch for the uh, for, for, for <laughs> perspiration quality, but, but it, is called, it is called Betty's Tea Rooms. Yeah. Betty's, yes. I'm getting the word. I'm, I'm, getting a, I'm getting a memory here from probably 20 years ago. Yeah. The name Sally Lunds. Is that anything to do with tea rooms? Ooh, Sally not Sally Lunds. I, might, but I, but I, I do to... know, I do know, I think there's a string quartet playing the one in Bath. Ah, right, okay. I think it's great. famous for that, yes. Well, listeners let's listeners we will write in and tell us what... Yeah, 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 we'll be inundated. We'll, I'll, be, I'll have mail up to my thighs with <laughs> corrections and infantry facts. I did do a quick Google of Bath just before we did the, the start of the recording, just to see if there's anything that comes up. I did Google um, Bath... 
um, funny fact or something. Mm-hmm. And the the list that gave, Google gave me number one was Bath as a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Yeah, fine, it's not particularly yeah. funny. It's just it's not funny, there. is it? Um, <laughs> and and it gets worse from there. Number two, Charles Dickens once visited. Right, great. Right. That's a fascinating <laughs> fact. Three. Bath has been in many films. Well, oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, lots of places have been in films. It's great. Um, but it, I but think I'm it's afraid... famous for the Royal Terrace, isn't it? That, that, that... Yes, there, there is that, that very famous. Isn't that the one they featured in the, the Oliver thing? You know, who will buy my wonderful roses? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's not bad for half past ten in the morning, is it? <laughs> <laughs> the, um, but number four on this list did strike me, and I wondered whether it would work here. Um, so number four was, uh, the funny fact was, Uranus was discovered in Bath. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm choosing yeah. a particular pronunciation there, but somebody yeah. was obviously... <laughs> anyway, so that's Bath. That's where we're finishing the tour. We're finishing the Chapel Arts Centre in Bath. Let's go back a little bit. So let's where we're starting off is... Um, a place that's close to our hearts, Ashby de la Zouche. Yes, what indeed. do we know yeah. about Ashby de la Zouche? It's got a funny Anything. name. <laughs> yeah, it's a great name. Now, the best, the best thing I did look this up to remind just how the best thing is the song "Ashby de la Zouche by the Sea," yes. uh, which is a real song uh, done by the Merry Max, oh. and uh, and it's written, I believe, the story I was told, because obviously Ashby de la Zouche is about as far from the sea as you can get in England. Um, but if you're flying an aeroplane and you're American and you're used to those big distances, by the time you look out the window, you probably are over the sea. Yeah. So <laughs> he wrote a song, and it was a kind of hit, and it has these lyrics, where the sky is blue and the cows are full of moo. <laughs> it has been, I kid you know, Ashby de la Zouche. By the sea, who, and it goes on. It goes on, Christopher. Who it wrote this on. song? Was it Baldrick from Blackadder? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> if you, if you want to smooch and be happy as a pooch, go to Ask Me Dilla Zouche. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom. Wow, that's, a, that's, a, that's a rhyming couplet to, to award-winning. Happy as a that. pooch. Yeah, and the, the the line "cows are full of moo" is repeated many times. Well, well once you've written gold like that, you've got to keep using it. <laughs> you really? thoughts exactly. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I did a quick Google of Ashby before we went on again, and the um, it's famous for its well in 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 olden days, I suppose, coal mining and brick making, apparently, but also apparently ribbon making. It was the oh. centre. Uh, now that's true. Making, yeah, which is interesting. And the the thing I enjoyed about reading about its sort of origins was. The reason it's called Ashby de la Zouche is because it was owned by a, go- a guy called Baron Zouche. And I'd never thought about... Baron. Wow. <laughs> I'd never thought about the Dila, so the de- the Dila French bit of it being like of the, or, you know, yeah. owned by. And yeah. in the 12th century, it was owned by a Baron Zouche. And that just sounds oh. like, it sounds like a cartoon character. It, it's a, a pantomime villain, isn't it? Yeah, Absolutely. It's Baron, Baron Zouche. <laughs> oh, no, he will walk on with this huge moustache against bigger each scene. I, 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 that's what, when you said his name, I, I just saw a waxed moustache <laughs> yeah, yeah. take your eye and out. This very, yeah. very thick French accent and sort of not understanding the locals. Baron Zouche, you can't make it up. Ashby is very close to all three of our hearts because we did the Festival of the Artists on there early in the, in the summer. So yeah. we're playing there on the September the 17th at the uh, Venture Theatre 
in downtown Ashby de la Zouche's Cowboys <laughs> <laughs> Still makes me chuckle, that does. Uh, I do with this bustling metropolis outside. and we, It'll we, be like a, a completion of a circle, though, won't it? It'll be quite emotional to actually be there in the venue and, and real people. Coming, yeah, real you know. people. And yeah. That's, it's Beautiful venue, too, isn't it? Yeah. Beautiful yeah. venue. Lovely venue. Looking forward yeah. to being back there. Then the, the next day, September the 18th, we're in Manchester. Well, we're, it's actually technically Salford, because, you know, the venue is called Salford Arts Theatre. Um, uh, and obviously very close to my heart, because I live in Manchester. The Ooh. funny thing I've always felt about Manchester and Salford, is I, I never really realised that Salford, Salford and Manchester, until I started living here, it's just a river that divides them. They're, they're smashed right mm. together, really. Yeah. And you go from, you're walking through Manchester and you cross the river, and then all of a sudden you're in Salford, another city, different city. Um, mm. So actually, it's it's kind of funny sometimes when things are advertised as in Manchester or in Salford. It's basically you know literally thirty seconds walk, and you're in technically the next uh, the next yeah. city. What what do we know about Manchester? Any thoughts? It's a city I'd love to know better. I, I think it's a cultural you know goldmine really. But all I can disgustingly think about it. Well, yeah, there's the Halle Orchestra, and there was a very very famous Chinese restaurant. His name escapes you now, but everyone in the country wanted to go there at one time. Oh, right. So that was... Yeah, wow. And the music! That's what you think about with Manchester, don't you? And it's very distinctive, you know. Yeah, the music for me that's come out of it would be um, the Hollies, 10CC, Sad Cafe. They're the kind of bands that I, I like from that, yeah. that region. Uh, I, I played the Willows, which is the uh, a really large fancy venue attached to Salford Rugby Club many years ago. I think that's oh, yeah. that's perhaps the last time I've been there. Actually. I'm looking forward to it. I really am looking forward to it. So that's September the 18th at the Salford Arts Theatre and we're playing there as part of the Greater Manchester Fringe. There's loads of events going on for that. So if you want to check that out, go to greatermanchesterfringe.com and you'll be able to see what else is going on. Get, get on the fringe action. Yeah. Get in I, I guess we'll these. be doing that. I guess we'll be doing that too. I want to have a check, check out some of the other stuff. Should be fun up there. Yeah. Uh, then we've got a couple of weeks uh, of gap, and then we've got a little run, three dates together. So October the 6th, we're in Bracknell at the South Hill Park Arts Centre. Uh, now, I'm going to throw this over to you two gentlemen. What do we know about Bracknell? I played a gig there last week. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh. What can I tell you about it? Hey, it was good. It was acoustic couch, and I was supporting Sandy McClelland, who, you know, I've co- we kind of got to know via the internet, and uh, really enjoyed that uh, this place called the Acoustic Couch. So that was a good fun. It was good. I enjoyed that. But the only thing I can really remember is there seemed to be a lot of kebab vans. Mm. Uh, oh, that's that's, uh, that's uh, encouraging. That's fine by me. <laughs> now, you, you guys might be able to help me, but I, I, when I hear the name Bracknell, I think of two things, and neither of them may be true. But the first thing I think of is motorway services. Uh, right. And the second thing I think of is like some kind of television mast. But I'm probably wrong on both counts. I have no idea why those two things come into my mind at that point. Again, I looked. I looked into the um, the origins of the of the place and what the words mean because that's sort of how I how I roll. Mm. Um, so Bracknell um, stems from um, basically there was a bloke called Bracker, and this area was no there was a there was a Bracken heel, um, and a heel means sort of nook or corner. So Bra- Bracken heel was this bloke's part of the world, this, blo- this bloke's little corner of the world. Wow. Um, and Brack- Brack- Bracken Heel. Uh, and a bit like, I, I don't know if you've heard this, and I don't know if it's apocryphal or not, but apparently the reason we have A and An as a sort of, what do you call that, the word before a word? Um, yes. The, the definite article or an indefinite article? 
one of those. Yeah. I, the in, it's an indefinite, it's an indefinite article. Indefinite one. Yeah. And so we say an apple, because yes. apple begins with A. Yeah. But yeah. apparently, hundreds of years ago, it was a napple. It was an apple with a, a, yes, an, an apple, apple with an N, apparently. Wow. Um, and the same thing's happened with Bracknell. Brack, Bracken heel yeah. has turned into, you know, Bracknell. It's a contraction. It's a, a, it's a, a contraction. Yeah, yes. it's things jumped together. Anyway, yeah. so that's, that's where Bracknell comes from, apparently. Um, a bit of, bit of land belonging to a bloke called Bracker. Wow. Well, that certainly oh. that certainly girds, girds my loins for the performance. I can. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, we're all about people in place, aren't we? And it's just interesting sometimes. Yeah, no, 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 it's brilliant. That's great. The, That's um, great. The, the next date, so the next day, Thursday the 7th of October, we are in uh, London at a, an old haunt of ours called the Harrison in King's Cross. Yes. And we're looking forward to being back there and playing there. They've just had a, a uh, they've had their basement renovated uh, and it's now a, a, a um, a Swiss sort of live streaming studio, uh, but they do gigs down there as well. So they guy they do with gigs and live stream it down there. Um, so we're performing from the basement at the Harrison on the seventh of October. Um, again, tickets available on the website, thelongroadband.net/gigs. Uh, now here's a slightly open question for you all: What do we know about London? <laughs> I, was, I was more going to ask you: why, why is the pub called the Harrison? Where does it derive its name? Because oh. I don't know that. I don't know. Let me Google whilst you guys are talking about something. Jolly about good. I love London. I love, I love London. It's, it's a crazy place. and We can't really have a conversation about London, can we? Because that no. would be, like, we'd be here for four days just getting through we would. it. And it's a, it's a big place, Kev. It is a big, it's it's big, a big place. place. Sprawling. It's a big Sprawling, place. I would say. Sprawling. Sprawling, Sprawling. yeah. It's um, got an awful lot of people in it. Yeah, yeah it has. When I was born, when I was born, which, you know, happened a little while ago, it was the biggest city in the world. Wow, yeah, no, that's really. dwarfed now, yeah, dwarfed now by yeah. you know Mexico City and Sao Paulo and places like that. But yeah, wow. yeah, it was the biggest city in the world. So looking up the Harrison, um, yeah. it looks like it actually it's the building's probably been there since sort of the eighteen thirties. Yes, um, right. can't quite work out whether it was a pub back then or not. There's a list of various people that have lived there. You know, just like it changes hand every few years, kind of thing. Um, it says the pub was rebuilt in the 1930s, so it's an old pub. You know, it's been there for a hundred years. Um, mm, yeah. um, but hard to hard to know, hard to find out anything else more about it. I mean, I like it because it's one it's one of those sorts of pubs that I like because it's got a nice interior. It's got plenty of plenty of seats. It's somewhere you could sit and have a nice drink and a nice meal and have a conversation. They do coffee. They do coffee, uh, and they've got and they've got a nice gig room downstairs, and it's that's yeah, sort yeah. Of what I want. It's what I want from a venue like that, really. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, it, it's a great, it's a great room downstairs, and it? it, it's yeah. got there are so, several venues, and we've played some of them, like you know Dublin Castle, and for me, it's 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 up there with that because it's got when you walk down into the basement where the music room is, you know you're going to hear some. A good music. I don't know what, why it has that effect, but you know, it, it, it it's imbued with. It's that, it's this that is a place where into the depth, isn't it? To the, the yeah, the, music's made down here. This yeah. is a place for a, you know, it's an adventurous place. I love that feel. It's got a great atmosphere, yeah. and we've had some brilliant gigs there over the years. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that one, Bish. And then the next I'm night, looking forward to them all. October the eighth, we're in Eastbourne. 
What do you know about Eastbourne? It's by the sea, which makes any place by the sea is a winner for any me. Any place by the that sea, would... absolutely. Maybe, maybe we can go for a swim in the afternoon. Bit like Ashby de la Zouche, you know. Ashby de la Zouche, <laughs> yeah. Eastbourne, you know. Yes. Oh, we're big... starting the tour at Ashby by the sea, and we're, well, it's not the finish of the tour. I can't. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's quite. And, and apparently, the venue is fantastic. It's a new venue. Well, there we go. So that's our tour, uh, and we're going. <laughs> Or we're going, you know, as as far around the country as we can, um, you know, the Midlands and then down south and uh, down to the southwest as well. Um, if there's anyone listening that knows us somewhere near them that we're not going to, let us know and we'll see if we can get there. We'll yeah. go. We'll go yeah, anywhere yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> we should get. Say, we should say we're just waiting for the <laughs> the Irish government to let us in to play Dublin. So that's uh, that that's that's on the cards. But yeah, that's um, absolutely. Uh, uh, depends on changing government policy there, but that will be a hell of a gig, you know. We'll get yeah. taking the band over to, to down in Temple Bar. It's going to be great fun. One of my favourite, uh, one of so my favourite cities. Yeah, and then we'll be back with more gigs next year on that tour. The tour should run and run. We might take it to Edinburgh. back to songs in the mix what have I been working on recently well I've got several songs on the go for the boys to uh, embrace with enthusiasm or let quietly slip under the table out to the door and down into the gutter I don't know I shall never know in advance where these things should go it's funny writing these songs at, at home most of my songs as you might know come from directly and almost immediately at experience of travel but I've been here for a while so I guess that may be why this next song's about freedom it's called in fact freedom's on the road to growing old um I've always been in love with people who've discovered themselves I think the freedom to be yourself may be the hardest one freedom of all people who are themselves they dance to their own secret drum deep inside you never know quite what's going on but they surprise you they seem to be able to let go of all that cloak of expectation and approval that so many of us end up wearing all the time. So I wrote this song because I believe as I enter my later years, one of the great, great gifts, apart from the need to wash your hair less often and certainly comb it very rarely is that being yourself gets easier and easier and easier and this song is about someone I met down the road Headed out of Austin with a partner, Joe. 
scheme took a lot of pain Gave it all to Jesus Gave it back again The crowd went wild But she was staying cool I said, slow down honey You're breaking all the rules Tell me your story Don't be misunderstood I couldn't help for knowing You're bad or very good Live our lives in each other's arms Mostly we die alone Don't be afraid of the bears in the dark When you're lost in the twilight zone Freedom's on the road to growing old I said freedom's on the road to growing old Tell you my story while I sit upon the spell She told me about the time she got sprung out of jail The school and home and sent down She was mighty disinclined Looking for a place where she was less confined Right, he gave me a car I said thank you very much There's holes in the door Hop for Odo in the clutch over to the coast, sailed across the sea, hung a while in Reno, in my company. We live our lives in each other's arms, mostly we die alone. So don't be afraid of the dreads in the dark, you're lost in the twilight zone. Freedom's on. To grow an old I said freedom's on the road To grow an old Gotta keep on moving And don't know how to stop You gotta keep believing Green rise to the top The world is just a rocking place Rolling round a fire Holding on to nothing more and welcome back to Kev's Cafe Corner. I think I must have left you hanging on for months when I last spoke to you and announced that the next episode would be the day from hell. So if you still got your fingers on that cliff edge, I do apologise. I think it was Thursday the 21st of October that you left me. I was in um, a place called Barreros. And so let's begin by... um, a bit of a pricey, really, for those of you who might be joining the podcast for the very first time. I set out in October of 2020 to uh, walk the Camino de Santiago de Compostela from Santander all the way to Santiago. And uh, it's been a tremendous journey. 
and I'm still on the way from a podcasting point of view. I have arrived home now, you'll be pleased to know, being as we're in the end of summer 2021. But I'm going to uh, start off with Thursday, October the 22nd. And today I'll read directly from my journal. I have at least 25 kilometres to do today, the Alberg being 4.5 kilometres past Mondenado. I had an ominous message from the woman there saying that the kitchen was closed and there was nothing, capital letters, such as a pub, cafe, supermarket, etc. I remembered this was a place my German friend Rebecca had booked and cancelled. I thought about how desperate she was to get rid of seemingly all her possessions. Seemed a little obsessive. She'd abandoned her bike, bedroll, most everything, and the last I saw of her she'd walked out of Ribadeo with a small backpack and nothing else. Anyway, I was resolved to make sure I had supplies for tonight and tomorrow morning, especially as I'd just finished my emergency porridge and peaches. The first leg of the day went well. No massive gradients, fine weather and nice views. I said farewell to the ocean and headed inland, having lunch in Lorenza. I estimate I have about 16 kilometres to go. Leaving the ocean behind was quite a powerful moment because it had been my constant companion. It was always there when I was getting a bit low, just to get a view of the sea. It was really helpful. So there was perhaps a little trepidation in the back of my mind as I headed inland. It's fair to say the day did not unfold as I would have wished. I found Mondenado easily enough, but was getting a little sore and tired. However, I thought, no problem, only 4.5 kilometres to go. I found a local supermarket where I purchased some fruit, some juice and chocolate. The village where the hostel lay was not on the map. It was impossible to locate. I asked a guy in a petrol station and he gestured to the main road out of town. I contacted the woman at the hostel and said, what road was I on? After describing it, she said, that's probably right, but ask someone. She didn't seem concerned at all. As I started the climb up the main road out of town... I noticed a rather unusual black shell motif set into the pavement, the first of its kind I'd seen. It was a sign from the Camino, and yet not. It had a, a darker vibe to it. I should have realised it was a portent. The hill was one of the worst I'd encountered on the Camino. It just kept going higher and higher. I must have covered five kilometres, still climbing. I sent the hostel a screenshot of where I was on my map. Is this near you? I asked. The message I got back was amazing. No, you are nearer to Aberdeen. That's tomorrow's destination. They said they'd cancel my booking and I should keep going. I was losing light, my phone was down to 1% and I was still climbing. I came across a bush shelter. I rested a moment, plugged my phone into the power pack and called the alberg in Aberdeen, which was over two hours walk away. The guy answered and apologised profusely, saying that he wasn't there and the hostel was closed as he had no pilgrims staying. Remember, this was in the height of the pandemic. He did suggest the one opposite, though, which was called Gontam. He assured me it was open. I phoned them several times and got only the answer phone. I decided to press on. Night fell. I got one of my solar-powered torches and tried to keep to the verge in the pitch black as lorries and cars thundered past me. I was getting cold now too, one foot in front of the other, that now familiar mantra. 
After an hour or so, I thought I glimpsed some lights in the distance. They eventually resolved themselves into a service station. I can't describe the way it felt like an oasis in a desert. And joy of joys, it had a cafeteria. My mind was so addled by this point, I'd considered putting my tent up next to the forecourt, or, if the cafe was 24 hours, sleeping on a chair inside it. I bought a coffee and a pastry and plugged my phone into charge. The girl behind the counter was kind and relayed what I'd asked about the alberge. In the meantime, I tried the gontan once again. This time, the guy answered. He didn't sound especially friendly. But the Spanish aren't known for their telephone manner. We tried to make each other understand. Eventually, I got that the alberg closed at ten. I thanked him and hung up. I looked at the time. 20.35. I paid for my coffee and hit the road. Although exhausted, I set myself a fast pace, grimacing with every step, but determined to get there in good time to check in and get a bed. I reached the area around 9.30 and could not find the albeys. I rang the guy a few more times. No answer. In despair, I wandered the village. It was a truly one-horse town. In the distance, on the main street, only one building seemed to have a light on. As I got nearer, it appeared to be a pub. My mind was pretty addled at this point. I went in and almost collapsed against the bar. Albergs, I said. The barman shook his head. No. Hotels anywhere? See, he said, still polishing glasses. Donde? Where? Aquí. Here, he replied, absolutely deadpan. I could have kissed the guy. There was a hotel above the pub and he checked me in. Saved. just finished off a sandwich made with the the product of what is quite literally bishop's daily bread um well i mean i don't make bread daily but i made bread today uh, and successful it was too it's a it's a nice sunny day here in manchester so just 45 minutes or so uh, for the machine mixed dough to rise in the bowl on the windowsill in the sun um and it had more than doubled, perhaps tripled in size. Now, I've never known, and I am yet to learn, whether tripling in size for bread dough, when it's proving, is bad, or whether you should only let it double. Um, anyway, uh, a quick shape and into a tin for a final proof whilst the oven heats up. Um, a good spray of water once it's in and baking, and 30 minutes later, delicious loaf. Uh, and this one worked really well, a sort of to me, reassuring and pleasing and fabulous to eat as well. Not all of my recent loaves have been this way. After reconnecting with an old pal of mine recently and we discussed our baking journeys through lockdown, we couldn't work out if my recent bread underwhelms um, were down to kneading or not kneading enough or elderly yeast or overproving, underproving, too much heat in the oven. Um, in particular, attempts at a tiger loaf, two attempts in as many days, neither of which worked very well. The loaf itself, f- freeform, uh, so not in a tin, it would spread and spread. So once baked, it was only 
you know, four or five centimetres tall and as big as a dinner plate. Um, I finally managed to get some rice flour for the um, the tiger coating, um, which basically did work, although the first time the oven was too hot and the, the loaf was in too long and it, it did burn. Um, but the second attempt, the, the tiger coating was pretty good. Um, but as I say, the loaf underwhelmed massively. Today's bog-standard white loaf, though, thoroughly whelmed. Um, over the summer, I've also taken to having a an actual proper butter dish with like a lid, um, like some bougie, I don't know what. Um, so anyway, I've, also, I've always got to hand now some room temperature butter, uh, which for a white loaf like this works a treat. A soft loaf always results when you've used butter rather than oil or whatever. Um, now, I've got various other baking exploits to talk about in the coming weeks, including fruit scones and the lies, the lies that recipes tell you, um, another attempt at croissant making from scratch, and we have learned, people, we have learned, progress has been made. Um, also, homemade cookie dough balls that you freeze before you bake them, so you can have cookies pretty much on demand, effectively. Um, anyway, I, it's enough for me for this week. I'll bring you up to speed on all those things in the weeks to come. I'm just going to nip and sneak another slice of this delicious loaf of bread. Until next time. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening, wherever in the world you are. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, and YouTube. The next episode will be out next Friday. If you fancy buying us a coffee, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash thelongroadband. Uh, it's dead simple, just to drop us a few quid to support what we do. It even accepts Apple Pay and Google Pay. Super easy. All of our music and merch is on Bandcamp, where you can help support a positive ecosystem for the music industry. Downloads, streaming, vinyl, CDs, the companion book, it's all there. So just head to thelongroadband.bandcamp.com. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash thevagabondway. Big thank you to our Patreons and a special shout out to Orla Flynn, James Lydon, Stuart Lydon, Yvette Lydon and Trish Taylor. Thank you for your ongoing support. If you'd like to support us, become a Vagabonder. You'll get free digital stuff and merchandise in the post if you want it. Help us create something different, something that entertains and something that inspires others. Join us on the journey and release the Vagabond within. Patreon.com slash thevagabondway. Thank you once again, brave adventurers, vagabonds and explorers, for joining us on the long road. Remember, the world isn't beige. It's authentic, it's rich, and it's real. Embrace every last bit of it. Until next time, the journey goes ever on with the long road. Bye for now. Bye for now.